Baking with House of Bread, and I'm your host, Chila McCann. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite foods, peanut butter. I eat peanut butter right out of the jar. <laughs> so I'm mostly a vegetarian, so having nut butters helps give me more calories and more protein and whatnot, um, and I'm a big fan of them. And I happen to love peanut butter cookies, which... The principal ingredient is, of course, peanut butter. And we use real peanut butter. Now, I personally like crunchy peanut butter, but I will tell you that in cookies, it's almost a better texture if you use smooth peanut butter. So that's what we use at the bakery. Today, I'm gonna to cover a traditional peanut butter cookie and then also to our gluten-free flourless cookie recipe. And it sounds kind of funny having a cookie without flour, but it actually was our first segue when we started doing gluten-free products. And now we've developed a vegan gluten-free peanut butter cookie, which we use uh, flax seeds instead of eggs. Um, and so I'm gonna do another episode on baking with trying to do vegan items. I'll tell you that it doesn't sound very good. It's funny, in, in the bakery we have a big sample board and so when people come in, we offer them samples and I'll put the vegan gluten-free <laughs> peanut butter cookie out there and I'll just have them try it without even telling them because if I try to sell it or market it as vegan and gluten-free, people are like, oh man, I don't really want that because most people come into the bakery, they really want something that tastes great. And actually, even the people that are vegan and gluten-free, they want things that taste great. To get people to try this cookie, I almost have to like leave that out and then I'll tell them. Oh, and by the way, that's vegan and gluten-free, and they're like kind of impressed by it. Um, and it really is an impressive cookie. But anyway, so that's going to be another episode coming up. Um, I was hoping to get this episode out for June 12th because that happens to be National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. But I opted to do a Father's Day um, episode, and that's when we did the cheddar cheese beer bread. So you're going to get a little bit late on the National Peanut Butter Cookie Day, but I'm sure you guys are okay with that. Um, and I know it sounds kind of funny to promote, you know, the National Peanut Butter Cookie Day, because guess what? They have one um, next month in July. There is a, I think we're going to do the pecan pie one, and there's also a snickerdoodle, National Snickerdoodle Cookie Day. And so what we do, it gives us something to talk about in social media. And so we'll promote it that way. And we generally do a promotion where they buy four cookies, they get one free. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. On the recipe, you really want to look at the jar of peanut butter that you're selecting. And I tell you why, because things like Jif and Skippy's, they have what's called high fructose corn syrup, which most of you are probably familiar with. But basically, it's a, it's a bad sweetener. Um, and you really don't even need sugar in your peanut butter, first of all. But I'm okay with the sugar in the peanut butter. But if you're get, but really want to avoid most of the commercial brands because they have high fructose corn syrup, which is not good for you. I just would rather have a real peanut butter <laughs> in my real peanut butter cookies. And many of you are going to be surprised to find out that this was originated in the United States. And its development goes back dating to about the 1910s. And I have to say is that I'm learning a little bit more about the 
history of baked goods. And I'm kind of surprised how much of it originated in the United States because I always thought that most of the things came over in Europe. I mean, obviously a lot of breads did and we have a lot of history coming from Europe as descendants, but, but no, we got a lot of things in the United States that were invented like the cookies and a lot of the cookies, like anyway, the secret noodle came from the U S and um, brownies and you know, whatever. So there's a lot of things that did develop. I think maybe cause um, they wanted something sweet. And so we've got a diverse culture here and, Anyway, so we really do have some interesting baked goods in this country too. The first traditional recipe I'm gonna go makes about two dozen of your like medium-sized cookies. And you wanna start with one cup of unsalted butter, preferably, and it should be softened, but not melted. And that's an important point. Softened butter is basically butter when it's gradually warmed up to room temperature and it's around 70 degrees. Uh, when the butter's warm correctly, it will be soft and it's easy to press a finger into it, but it won't have any pools of melted liquid butter. And so the theory behind softened butter is pretty simple. When it's combined with the other ingredients in the mixer, you're creaming it instead of just blending it or combining it. And when you cream butter, it allows for small air pockets to be formed within the dough. And this will help keep your cookies fluffy. And it also helps it cook evenly too. So the fat and the butter is also more of a solid than if it were being melted, um, which helps to hold the, the dough will hold its shape better. And so it won't flatten as quickly when placed on your cooking sheet. And both of these factors help to make a perfectly textured cookie. And I can tell in the bakery, like if they forgot to take the butter out and quite frankly I've done it too so you really want to if you're going to microwave it you got to microwave it for like 15 seconds you can't um you know go for a minute I mean it depends on obviously on the power of your microwave but you want to be careful on this point of not melting your butter because anyway the chocolate chip cookies will be flat and um kind of spread too much and then I'm like oh they must have forgot to take out the butter and they microwaved it too much so that's generally what can happen either that or they use too much of a liquid in the recipe or they didn't use enough flour but a lot of times it's more of a they melted the butter i'm sure you got the point now it's just room temperature and the other thing is that the cookies will also be soft and chewy and you won't have a greasiness since the fat didn't separate before the butter was mixed in so if you use butter that's been microwaved or melted it will lead to oils being deposited on the top of the cookie making them greasy to the touch and you may have noticed that too so it'll be thin and spread and there's it's it's kind of wet on top and that's the other reason and this also is likely to be misshaped and have an underdone middle because they aren't able to cook through the the whole cookie as constantly without the air bubbles created by the creaming method we got the point right so softened butter and not microwaved and if you do have to microwave it i mean because trust me because i forget about the butter thing too it's just 15 seconds at a time. And then if you can wait a while, it just takes about an hour for the butter to soften at room temperature. Okay, so then you're gonna take that butter, you're gonna add a one cup of smooth peanut butter. Now, if all of you got is crunchy, you can use that too. And one cup of white sugar, one cup of your packed brown sugar, two eggs. Okay, so that's what you're, mixing in your sugar and your peanut butter and your butter 
and your eggs and then you get all that mixed and then you're going to add your flour which is two and a half cups of all-purpose flour and I prefer not a high protein flour a bread flour because I really don't want gluten development in my cookies I want them fluffy and then one teaspoon of baking powder half a teaspoon of salt and one and a half teaspoons of baking soda and here's an option for you if you're a cinnamon fan which I kind of am you can add two teaspoons of cinnamon as we start this process step one you cream the butter and the peanut butter and then the sugars together in a bowl and then you get that all creamed up and then you beat in the two eggs and your dry ingredients your flour your baking soda powder and cinnamon and salt you want to mix that separately so basically what you want to do is just kind of stir it with your I used to use my hands kind of mix it in together make sure my baking powder and soda is not clumpy um, and then I'm going to add it to the other dough and ideally if you can I would put the dough in the refrigerator for about an hour and the reason why is because refrigerating the dough before baking will help inhibit the spread because the butter is going to be colder and it'll take longer to melt however this is sort of a secondary point so the big point is is to use softened and not melted butter and the second thing if you've got the time just put it in the refrigerator for an hour before you bake it okay and then what you're going to do is you've got this mass of cookie dough right so basically you're just going to take it out however you want to do it you could use like a big tablespoon and scoop it out um, it depends on how big you want your cookies but i generally recommend making them into balls and then just put it on a well-greased baking sheet um, you don't you need to use parchment paper um, you can grease it with whatever you want. You want butter, you want a nonstick spray. Just go ahead and just make sure that it's not going to stick and just be easier. And then what you do is after you get your ball, you just sort of flatten it with a fork. So that's the tradition that we use in the United States. It's, it's a crisscross pattern. So your fork lays one way and then it weighs, then you just lay it the other way on the cookie. And then the option is, is you can uh, sprinkle it with a little salt for a, different kind of a kick or just sugar is a little bit more traditional if you want to make something even more oh it's kind of cute and it helps it sell too is that sometimes what we'll do is we'll put a Hershey's Kiss in the middle and that's actually called a peanut butter blossom cookie or you can also add in chocolate chips to this recipe and if I were going to add in chocolate chips what you want to do with those is you put them in after you've got the mixture together. So you've got your creamed, your butter, your peanut butter, your sugars, and your eggs. And then you add in the dry ingredients that you've mixed. And then just add about a cup of chocolate chips. And that'll give you a chocolate chip peanut butter cookie recipe. And you want to bake your cookies in about a 350-degree oven. And it's going to take a different amount of time depending upon the size of your cookie always you can bake longer right so you can't bake less so when in doubt if a recipe says you know whatever 12 to 16 minutes I'd even go 10 minutes on the recipe because you don't know the exact temperature of your oven and so it's just being on the safe side and I can tell you that it's very easy to burn cookies almost all my bakers have burnt cookies at more than once probably um, and I certainly have done it before too in the beginning and the reason why is you really take the cookies out when they're underbaked 
And so if you take them out when they're baked on the cookie sheet, because they're so thin and wide, they continue baking on the cooking sheet when they're out of the oven. And so if you take them out when they're just perfect in the oven, they're gonna sit on the cookie sheet and they're gonna burn. And so that's why you take them out of the oven when they're slightly underbaked. And how kind of tell is that it's gotta be just slightly, oh, a little bit tan on the edges and it's gonna be firm on the edges and it's gonna be kind of soft in the middle. Um, and that's when you wanna pull it out and then um, let it cool on the cookie sheets and then I can guarantee you it'll be perfect. Now a little tip too, if you end up like taking the cookies out and they, and they are starting to hard too much, get them off the cookie sheet. So you wanna get them off that hot surface so it'll stop baking on it and just use a spatula and remove it off the cookie sheet. Um, I don't like to move it off the cookie sheet when they're still really warm and whatnot. It's not a perfect world we live in, right? So if you think you overbaked them, then get them off the cookie sheet because they, they're not set yet. And so they kind of become deformed a little bit, but it's one way to salvage the cookie because it might be look a little funky or a little deformed, but it's going to taste great. And really the people that you give these cookies to are going to love them. Now, if you're going to sell them, eh, that's a different story. You kind of have to have a little bit higher standard for that. People's expectations change when they pay money for things. Okay, now we're going to talk about a flourless peanut butter recipe, and that would make it gluten-free. And it's this one's going to give you about oh, 15 to 20 cookies, depends on how big you want them. And you're going to use five eggs and five cups of brown sugar. And what you're going to do with that is you're going to... Basically, you're going to mix it until the batter thickens up and it's nice and fluffy. Key here is if you don't mix long enough, the cookies will not hold together. And then you're going to add in your five cups of peanut butter. You're going to add in the below ingredients until they're basically combined. So you take your, your cinnamon and your vanilla and your salt. So you've got five tablespoons of cinnamon. This has got quite a bit of cinnamon in it, but remember I'm putting five cups of brown sugar in here. You have two tablespoons of vanilla, one tablespoon of salt, and so you add that all together. So I call this recipe kind of the five. <laughs> so it's five eggs, five cups of brown sugar, five tablespoons of cinnamon, and you can cut that back if it sounds like too much for you. Two tablespoons of vanilla, one tablespoon of salt, and then it has the five cups of peanut butter. And on this one, it's the same thing. You just round it into balls and then you don't flatten it like you do the traditional peanut butter cookies. Um, what happens is, is this, this particular recipe, it spreads a little bit more so because it doesn't have any flour in it. So it's gonna spread out on you a bit. So I don't like them flattened as much. So I just kind of leave them in those round balls. And then I put my, um, my fork on it. You know, you lay it one way, then you turn it, the other way and lay your fork and that'll be your peanut butter indent. And the same things, these are gonna bake somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes, depends on the size of your cookies. And if you wanna make the big cookies, like we'll make some bigger cookies in our bakery and they take 20 minutes to bake. So just remember that um, how long they bake depends on the size of your cookie. I hope you enjoy your peanut butter cookies. I sure love them. And maybe I'll be ready for next year on National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. 
Um, and the other thing I was going to tell you is that if you want to be on our newsletter, because our newsletter is where we make announcements too about, um, oh, just basically everything that we're doing special in the bakery, whether it be the National Peanut Butter Cookie Day, where you buy four, get one free. It just upcoming things at House of Bread. It's You can just email me at bread at houseofbread.com. Or if you want to go to our website, www.houseofbread.com, you can sign up. And until next time, everybody, happy baking. Thank you. Mm-hmm.